I'd like to step into the world of Dr. Seuss to begin. We have a video that is uh, a recitation of a book that he wrote. Let's, let's watch this together. Oh, the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss. Congratulations. Today is your day. You're off to great places. You're off and away. You have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own, and you know what you know, and you are the guy who will decide where to go. You look up and down streets, look them over with care. About some you will say, I don't choose to go there. With your head full of brains and your shoes full of feet, you're too smart to go down any not-so-good street. And you may not find any you'll want to go down. In that case, of course, you'll head straight out of town. It's opener there in the wide open air. Out there, things can happen, and frequently do, to people as brainy and footsy as you. And when things start to happen, don't worry, don't stew, just go right along. You'll start happening, too. Oh, the places you'll go. You'll be on your way up. You'll be seeing great sights. You'll join the high flyers who soar to high heights. You won't lag behind because you'll have the speed. You'll pass the whole gang, and you'll soon take the lead. Wherever you fly, you'll be best of the best. Wherever you go, you will top all the rest. Except when you don't. Because sometimes you won't. I'm sorry to say so, but sadly it's true that bang-ups and hang-ups can happen to you. You can get all hung up in a prickly perch, and your gang will fly on. You'll be left in a lurch. You'll come down from the lurch with an unpleasant bump, and the chances are then that you'll be in a slump. And when you're in a slump, you're not in for much fun. Unslumping yourself is not easily done. You will come to a place where the streets are not marked. Some windows are lighted, but mostly they're darked. A place you could sprain both your elbow and chin. Do you dare to stay out? Do you dare to go in? How much can you lose? How much can you win? And if you go in, should you turn left or right, or right and three-quarters, or maybe not quite, or go around back and sneak in from behind? Simple it's not, I'm afraid you will find, for a mind-maker-upper to make up his mind. There you go. That's half of it. <laughs> you can read the other half on your own. There's some great lessons in that little book. Um one of the guys told me before the service started that he got that for high school graduation. <laughs> he got that book. That's awesome. That, that makes sense. Um, its premise, of course, is that we all choose where we go, the places that we'll go. Uh, where we choose to go is important. There are some places we should go. There are some places we shouldn't go. And as Dr. Seuss said, we're going to face difficulty and we're going to go into a slump. So we need to go places that help us to deal with life and the challenges that we're going to face in life. Life's just not as simple as we first thought. You know, we think we're going to just take off and lead the pack. At least I thought that. And I haven't led the pack. Um... We need good places to go so that we can stay on track. Today we're going to look at two of the four places that we encourage 
people to go here at Church in the Valley. Uh, these places, we build these places to accomplish our mission and to help the people who step inside of them to grow. Um, they're, they're very important and helpful for uh, our mission. In this series, we've been walking through the different sides of our vision frame. This is, this is the, uh, the frame that uh, really helps us identify how we as a church body, how we as Church in the Valley accomplish our mission. And we've called the series DNA because um, DNA is uh, very different for each church body, the DNA of the church body. God builds it in. He weaves it in through uh, the members, the leaders, the members, our heritage, our traditions, our experiences together as a church. And so he weaves in this DNA. He gives all churches the same assignments. You know, we, you, you can get into scripture and you can pull out of those very clearly the assignments that God gives us as a church and what we need to be focused on. But the way he does it in each church body is different because he weaves in this DNA. And so we have been walking through this vision frame <clears throat> that really identifies who we are and how we specifically as a church body have been brought together, put together to accomplish the mission. Um, we started the first week with the mission, and we've stated our mission because of the way God's wired us together. As a church body, we've stated it as inviting our neighbors to discover Christ through his life-changing community. It's our group of people that God uses to connect people to himself and help them grow as they discover more and more about him. Uh, the second week, we looked at values, our values. And um, our values, our mission is what we do. Our values are why we do it. It's the atmosphere that we create around here because of what's important to us, why we do what we do. And we looked at those values. People really matter. Um, uh, guided by scripture, acting with integrity, mission over tradition, and equipping for service. So those, those are our, our uh, values. And this morning we're going to start two weeks on strategy. Our, our strategy describes how we do our mission. It's a description of how we go about fulfilling the mission that God's given us, the, the purpose that he's created us for. Strategy is the pattern of behavior that tells us how we're going to realize our dream. God's given us a vision of how he wants us to impact the world around us. And the strategy tells us how we're going to do that. Our strategy is like a map of where we should go to grow and to accomplish our mission as a church together. 
We, we go to these places over and over and over again to fulfill the work God's given us to do. Now, the act of going to these places is not the point. Jesus made that clear that it's very easy when you, you know, get into, um, step into church life. It's very easy to focus on the rituals that you, you know, you know, you know there, there may be something in you that tells you you should be religious and do certain things. It's not, it's not the rituals. It's not the religious stuff that really matters. It's, it's what you give and receive when you go to these places. If we engage in these places, we receive more than we give. That's what you find. Our part is to engage and to invite folks to engage with us. That's how we accomplish our mission. Here's a diff- dictionary's definition of engage. Engage means to offer something such as one's life or word as backing to a cause or aim. And here's the example sentence. He engaged his all in the king, king's cause. When you engage, you offer yourself. You get involved. You invest in it with your heart and with your mind and with your body, all of you. It's easy to think that doing the religious stuff is the point, but it's not. Jesus showed us it's not the point. The relationship with God and his people is the point. That's that's what we're trying to focus on. That's what we're heading out to do as a church body. So, We've identified four places to grow and contribute to the mission that we go to over and over and over again. Here's a preview of those four places. Um, on, on this map, you can see the four places to grow. The first place is the worship service. We come here, we're going to talk about that today, and... If you attend, you have an opportunity to engage. So the action steps to engage is to attend the worship service. That's how it flows. The next place that we go to grow is uh, our teams that make Sunday mornings and events happen here at Church in the Valley. And the action step to engage on a team is to serve. As you, as you're part of a team, you serve together and God makes a different, difference, uh, through that. And then we're going to look at that one this morning too, that, that place. And then if we get involved in a group, we also grow. And the action step to make the most of group life, to engage in it, is to connect in a group or at an event. So, those are some of the places we look at. And then finally, um, the, the fourth place to go in order to help accomplish our mission and to grow is to uh, a learning environment. And the action step to engage there is to, is to learn, <laughs> to, to plug into it and learn. It's, it's not about the doing these things that helps. 
it's it's about engaging. The picture you see here is that you and I, we keep doing these habits. We keep over and over again, we do these, and that's how we accomplish our mission as a church, and that's how we grow as individual followers of Christ. Going through the motions and showing up is not going to be helpful. But if we engage in these places, we receive more than we give. That's what you find. The Bible reveals the habits that help us accomplish our mission and grow. The map we use is found in in the Bible. That's where we get this. Now, I'm I'm directionally challenged. I I was ecstatic when they came out with GPS. Okay, I'm old enough that I lived before GPS and now I've lived I lived you know, before you had to open up a map book and you had to find the right page. It was thick map book for LA. It was really difficult. But when they came up with GPS, I was, I was ecstatic. I mean, I'm really excited about this because it, it kind of sees things from above and tells you how to get where you want to go. And that, that, that was awesome because I'm so challenged that often when I go to like the restroom in a place like Costco, I, I turn the wrong direction when I come out every time. I mean, a restaurant, it, it, it's the way it is. I'm, I'm not, somehow I'm not locked in on how I got where I am. <laughs> and so anyway, enough about me. That's not my point. Um, God's word the Bible is like a GPS. It, it shows us where we need to go in order to grow. It, it shows us a strategy for accomplishing our mission. Now, there's a lot of wiggle room inside of the strategy you find in Scripture, but it's clear. God's word, the Bible, shows us how to get where we want to go like a GPS. Here's what the early Christians, the very first followers of Christ, made a habit of doing. Acts 2.42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Establishing a habit of going to these places like these guys did helps us get traction in accomplishing our mission and in growing in our walk with the Lord. Notice that the first followers, they devoted themselves to these things. You know, in a car, you measure progress in miles per, per hour, not revolutions per minute, not RP, RPMs. You know, you measure the progress by how far you're getting, not how much you have revved up the engine. You know, RPMs tell some important things about the car, but, like, in other words, you don't want to rev too much to blow the engine up or whatever. But um, that's the way you measure progress. Spiritually, it doesn't really matter if you have 7,000 revolutions per minute if you're not going anywhere. It really, it really isn't, isn't that important. Going through rituals without engaging your heart and mind is like revving your spiritual engine, but you don't get anywhere. 
So you, you've got to engage. Here's what happened in the first century as the first followers engaged in these things. You can see the traction they got from building in these habits. Uh, 46 through 47 of Acts 2. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and, and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. You, you can see the traction. You could feel it. You could feel the traction there. The resources of God's Spirit for growth are found here in this passage. And these are the things you find inside the places we build here at Church in the Valley. As you engage with God and His people in the places your faith is strengthened, you, you grow and the mission is accomplished. Notice the, the things that the, the first followers devoted themselves to. Um, they devoted, de- devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, which is scripture, became the, the scripture, um, and the Old Testament as well. They, they built their teaching on the Old Testament, and they actually showed how to connect the two. So the Bible, basically, is what they devoted themselves to, to prayer, to fellowship, which we'll talk about next week, but that's a very specific Word there that gives a lot of instruction of how to grow, how to accomplish our mission as a church body. And then implicitly serving to make all these things happen. Somebody has to pull everything together to make it happen. (laughs) And so that's implicit in this passage as well. Uh, They met in larger meetings and they met in smaller meetings. So they met in larger meetings in the temple and a meeting like this one. They met in smaller meetings and homes. They broke bread together. And the mission was being accomplished through it all. It's not the places that make the difference, but what you get inside of them that that makes the difference. Cindy and I uh, took a trip to Turlock this week to visit her mom. And um, her mom's 94. So Cindy tries to get up there every other month or so. And we just took a trip up there. And I set the GPS to make a stop at this place, Salty's Barbecue. Um, That is some good barbecue. The building is kind of cool. It's an old train car with a patio built onto it and another building. It's kind of a building that houses the restrooms right next to it. And that's that's kind of cool. It's kind of a cool building. But I went there for what I could get inside of that building. I didn't go there for the building. I'd seen it. I'd been there, done that. Here's here's what I got. It's a salty special. It's tri-tip, pulled pork, uh, coleslaw, and that little container there, spicy mac and cheese. It was awesome. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. My wife let me pick. I, I really appreciate that. Being able to make the choice to go to that place. That was awesome. Um, now, I'm having a little fun, but my point is this. I didn't go to Salty's to look at the building. I went because of the groceries I would get inside when I went there. 
That's why I went. I gave and received. This is how it works. I gave and received. I gave some money and I got the groceries. That's, that's what, you know, your money represents your time and energy, a piece of your life that you gave to receive it. And this is how it works. This is how it works in, in church life. You, you engage, you give, and you receive. You, you plug in, you go to the buildings like this building that we rent. You go to the homes, you go to the different arenas that we set up, the buildings, the, the places that we build, so to speak, here in church life. You go there for what you get inside of them, and you don't get as much if you don't engage. If you don't give a piece of yourself to get something back, you don't, if you don't engage, you don't, you don't receive. So we need to build the habit in of going to these places on our strategy map because of what we give and receive inside them. We get our spiritual groceries in these places. That's what we receive. A habit is a settled tendency or usual manner of behavior. And I want to walk through the first two habits that we're encouraging folks to build as we walk through this. First one, habit number one, attend the worship service. This is the first habit to build. Worship on Sundays is our front door here at Church in the Valley. It is for most churches in America, at least. And since this is the case, we designed Sunday services with our guests in mind, realizing that many people who attend Maybe just investigating Christianity. So we try to keep that in mind. This, this is a main way we accomplish our mission of helping our neighbors discover Christ and helping us to grow in Christ. You and I, we can contribute to the mission and we can get involved in the strategy by inviting our neighbors, our family and friends to attend with us. Especially on big days. Big days are days when people are more likely to attend a worship service. That's, that's all we mean by a big day. But we, we have big days. And one of those is, for some reason, it's three weeks after school starts. Uh, around here, you know, different districts start at different times. But three weeks after school starts, September 15th is our next big day. So you can engage in the strategy by inviting people to that big day and to other services as well. But we we sort of focus on four or five big days a year to invite people and start bringing them in to what we're doing. We're going to send out a mailer that day, so hopefully... Uh, we'll have more guests uh, join us on that day. But this is how we work together. This is one way we work together to accomplish our mission. And while we're doing that, God uses what we give to help us receive more than we give. Now, I went to Salty's, and I had one meal. That was actually the, the last meal for the day. It was plenty for the day, except I did, I confess, I had a little something sweet uh, later on. 
Because <laughs> I needed a little something sweet. Um, well, I'd, okay, I didn't need it. <laughs> All right. I, I, I admit, I didn't absolutely need it. But I need to make a habit of eating. I need to make a habit of going to the places where I can get the food I need. The same is true spiritually. We, that's why we have this strategy map. That's why we're laying it out because we go to these places over and over and over again so that we get the spiritual nourishment we need to face the challenges in life that we're going to face. It's crucial. So we keep going. And God uses the places to strengthen us and to help us accomplish our mission. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So this is why we encourage this habit. There's some unique things that happen in a worship service that don't happen anywhere else in our culture. There are several elements to each service. There's singing, there's hosting, there's a message, there's an offering. If we engage in these, God uses these things to help us grow. The singing is designed to turn our thoughts toward God and you know, it's a little it's a little like karaoke, but it's not. Okay? It's not. It's designed to engage our hearts and turn us toward God. That's that's why we do it. And the first followers of Christ, they memorized the songs. They were packed with truth that helped them learn how to apply uh, their the truth to their everyday lives. It, it just kind of reminded them of the truth. And then there were, later on, I don't know what they did for a while, but then there were hymn books. And now we have words on a screen. We have the ability to do that. But they, the words, they contain the truth that reminds us of who God is. And it reminds us of how he's worked in our lives and how we can how we can move forward in following him. So the singing is important. It's it's our way of renewing our commitment to the Lord, those of us who followed him. And if we engage in it, it fills our hearts with gratitude. It strengthens us. It does with me. It reminds me of the right things. The hosting is how we communicate what's going on in our church community so we can get involved and so the staff can pray with you. This way you know how to take next steps to get to the places on our map that are there. So that that's why we do the hosting. And then the message, which is about half of the morning service is centered on God's word, the Bible. We, we take things we share in the messages out of scripture. We take care not to read into scripture the things, but we take care to 
pull things out of them. We don't read into it. And we aim for the whole service on Sundays to revolve around the Word of God. The songs, the message, we're guided by Scripture. The teaching from the Bible helps us in several ways. First of all, it works like a level in our lives. Because you see the truth of God. God created us. He made the world to work the way it does. And getting into the Word, it it provides a level, a way of measuring our lives and getting aligned with it. Because if you aren't building uh, a life that's on the level with God's word, it collapses at certain points. It gets weak. And so it's, it's a level. It's also a compass that provides direction. And the offering is God's way of, that he's put together of funding what we do in ministry. That's, that's the importance of the offering. So, and it's an expression as well. If you engage, it's easy just to let the offering go by. But if you engage in it, you're, you're really giving, you know, funds, money, which represents a portion of your life that you've given to earn that money. You're giving it back to God. You're saying, God, you are important to me. And so that's, those are the different elements. <clears throat> Sunday mornings, they're a major way we accomplish our mission. And as we engage on Sundays in the singing, in the message, in the various things that go on, we grow. It takes a lot of effort to pull off a Sunday morning here at Church in the Valley. I, you probably noticed. I mean, we... We set up and we tear down every week because we're renting. We do this because it's mission critical. It's the way we accomplish our mission. And it's so beneficial to those who engage in it. This, this is why we, we, we do this. And this brings us to habit number two, serve on a team. This is the second place we encourage people to go to fulfill our mission and to grow as a church body. Ephesians 4.16 highlights the importance of each member doing their part. second part of the verse says, When each part is working properly, it it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. The teams play a mission critical role in creating an environment where We hear the Bible taught, both adults and kids, and we grow in our understanding of following Christ. We discover more of what that means. On a team, you work together with others trying to accomplish the same mission, and the friendships that are developed there bring encouragement. That's why we have the the people there shoulder to shoulder, because we're going shoulder to shoulder trying to make Sunday mornings happen, and other events as well. We, we have a lot of chores to do here on Sundays. But as we work together, we, we aim to get to know each other and build each other up and encourage each other as we do it. It's, it's, it's an easy way to get connected. Each team huddles up, each, each of our Sunday morning teams, they huddle up, 
which accomplishes several things. We pray together. We pray for God's work uh, through the service, which gives us a sense of mission. We pray uh, for each other for needs that are in our we have in our lives. It's a way to care for one another. In our huddles, we also talk about upcoming events and plans that are coming together in church life so that we can be coordinated in our effort to fulfill our mission. And it's, it's a way to take ownership. If you, if you like what's going on here, uh, it's a way to take ownership of what God is doing in our church community. So the habits I'm talking about this week and next, they're vital to our mission and our spiritual health as we get involved in them. Uh, our faith easily fades as we face the challenges of life. We get into the strain and the challenges of life. These habits fan the flame of our faith. If we aren't, if we aren't involved in these things, it goes out. It can, it can go down to uh, just almost snuffed out. But if we're involved in these things over and over and over again, they fan the flame. We need to establish these habits, not because we need to be religious, but because we need the nourishment we get in these places. If we engage in these places, we receive more than we give. I'd like to ask you, if you would, to take the connection card out uh, that is in your uh, program you probably began filling it out uh, earlier. Uh, take the time, if you would, to fill out the front and on the back. There's some ways to sign up, take next steps, um, and to sign up for some things that we've mentioned. I'd like to encourage you to take a next step today, and here are my suggestions Uh, My next step today is to engage as I establish or continue the habits of going to these places that I've been talking about. That's one step. Another step, start praying for neighbors, families, family and friends to invite to the big day on September 15th. That's kind of a stack pull event that we have. We're working toward. Um, That's that's an opportunity to pitch in and engage. And then uh, another step could be to join a team at Church in the Valley. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for your word that gives direction and instruction and helps us, Lord, to um, live the life that is best for us. And I just am so grateful for the level that your word of God is and the compass that gives us direction, that tells us the kind of places to go. And I pray that you'd help us to take the steps you've laid on our heart this week to take and that we would engage in the places we go uh, to grow and that you, you, you really do give way more uh, back than we uh, give ourselves. And so, God, thank you for your faithfulness to us, the way you work in and through our church community. And may you be honored as we move forward in the, in the days ahead. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray.